bubble, bubble, toil and trouble. Listen again, feel goosebumps on the double. Goosebumps, the show which I review every single Goosebumps book from R.L. Stein's original series. Today we are talking about the most dangerous mask of all, Goosebumps number 11, The Haunted Mask. There's the classic Tim Jacobus cover art, and I think this really is one of the most iconic uh, covers in the series, and for good reason, you know, it is, it's a scary cover. I mean, there's not much else you can say about it. The mask looks really, really scary. I'm not sure how well you can convey a scary image on a children's book cover, but it works. Look how, like, disgusting it is. And it's got, like, drool coming out of the mouth, it's got, like, the yellow eyes. It's uh, one of the ones I think most people remember from the Goosebumps series, and for good reason. Tagline is, if looks could kill. Uh, seems to be a misprint. They haven't included the rest of that expression. I might call someone about that. And the blurb reads as follows. <laughs> face to face with a nightmare. How ugly is Carly Beth's Halloween mask? It's so ugly that it almost scared her little brother to death. So terrifying that even her best friends are totally freaked out by it. It's the best Halloween mask ever. It's everything Carly Beth hoped it would be. And more. Maybe too much more. Because Halloween is almost over. And Carly Beth is still wearing that special mask. I like that. That's a, that's a good blurb. It's uh, ominous is the correct word. Our story follows 11-year-old Carly Beth, who is uh, very easily scared and as such is often the subject of uh, quite mean pranks to scare her, uh, mostly instigated by her friends uh, Chuck and Steve. She decides that on Halloween she's going to get them back by scaring them and she needs a really scary mask. Um, she goes to this old mask store and uh, in the back room there's all these really, really disgusting, terrifying masks and she thinks that's perfect. The owner really doesn't want to sell her one, really, really doesn't want to, but he does anyway in the end. The bulk of the story takes place over this Halloween night, and the longer Carly Beth has this scary mask on, uh, the more it changes her personality. She becomes uh, nasty and uh, ferocious and sort of wild. Uh, she's always trying to scare people, scare little kids that are trick-or-treating and um, steal their candy, which doesn't seem that evil, but I'm sure you wouldn't like it if someone did it. And she can't seem to get the mask off. She eventually succeeds in scaring Chuck and Steve, which she's delighted about, but um, she can't get the mask off. It's stuck to her face. There's no line between the mask and her skin. The mask has become her face. And so she's panicking. She's freaking out. She goes back to the store where she originally bought it, and the owner's like, yeah, I knew you'd come back. And uh, then we get the explanation. It turns out the really scary masks aren't actually masks. They're faces that were created by the owner of the store. He created these beautiful faces in a lab, and then when he took them out of the lab, they turned hideously ugly, but he still keeps them alive as masks, I guess. I keep them here. I call them the unloved because no one will ever want to see them. Occasionally, someone wanders into the back room, you, for example, and one of my faces finds a new home. He explains that the mask may be removed once, if it's never put on again, remember that, 
but only with a symbol of love. And she wants to know what what does that mean, a symbol of love? And for some reason, he can't tell her more than that, um, because all the faces start coming alive, and they all start flying and hovering and chasing Carly Beth. I don't know what they're going to do when they catch her. She's already got the mask on her face at this stage. I guess you need something to build up to at a climax, so she's being chased down the street by masks. Sorry. Faces. She's able to find a symbol of love uh, eventually in the form of a plaster sculpture of her face that her mother made earlier in the story. She was originally using it as part of her costume because it looks like her face, um, but she cast it aside. She finds this plaster face of her face and puts it over her face. I don't know how she fits in like a tiny sculpture. I'd let it go over that stage. It's exciting. Um, and that's the symbol of love. And the masks sort of disappear. They stop chasing her. And lo and behold, she can remove the mask. So she gets home. Her mother's like, hey, where have you been? She begins to tell her story. And then her younger, annoying brother, Noah, burst into the room. Hey, Carly Beth, he called in a deep, raspy voice. Look at me. How do I look in your mask? The implication being she was only allowed to take it off once. As the store owner said, to set up this deliberate um, cliffhanger where presumably now the brother's stuck in the mask. It's a very good story and it definitely benefits from um, taking place over the course of one night. You get to see uh, Carly Beth uh, become more frantic. On one hand, she revels in the fact that she can finally be scary after being the victim of pranks and scares for so long. But then it sort of slowly turns into panic when she sort of feels a different personality taking over. She finds that the mask is eventually taking control of her body and also her face. Very exciting, and I like it when um, the Goosebumps books uh, explore that sort of, um, you know, inattention. It's not just things that are happening to you, it's things that are happening within you. I think that's a good opportunity for some um, really effective scares. The idea of wearing a mask that is actually a face is a really good and really creepy idea. Again, it is muddied by somewhat typical Goosebumps uh, explanations given towards the end of the book where sort of a few lines are thrown in that don't really make sense. They're just sort of thrown in to explain what's happening. They haven't really been fleshed out throughout the whole story. This mask maker makes faces in a lab and then they turn ugly and it keeps them alive and they chase people for some reason and take over the body. None of it really makes sense, of course. There's no, you know, detailed explanation of any magic happening. So you do have that uh, fairly typical Goosebumps haphazard lore and, you know, uh, mythology shoved in in like the last couple of chapters to resolve plot points. It's not great, but it is a book for children. <laughs> I think it works better in these stories when you do have characters like Carly Beth who are flawed and they're driven by selfish desires. It makes them more sympathetic. You know, she, they, she only gets into this mess because she wants to be able to scare people. And we can all, you know, sympathize for, with her for being in that position. I suppose there really is more of a moral uh, when the character is flawed, as in this case, uh, rather than just bad things happening to someone for completely random reasons, which does also happen pretty frequently in the series. Overall, a very exciting and genuinely very spooky book. Highly recommended Goosebumps book. One of the classics for good reason. Please join me next week in which I will discuss Goosebumps number 12. Be careful what you wish for. As always, thank you for watching 
and please stay. Spooky.